Welcome to the Voices of Disruption podcast, a space dedicated to showcasing the visionaries of Generation Z, sharing the culture, stories, and lifestyle, and making noise. This is where you'll hear and be a part of conversations about how to continue to turn our loud disruptions into the lives that we can create for ourselves. I'm your host, Deborah Olatunji, a black woman, education advocate, igniter, poet, writer, and author of the book Unleashing Your Innovative Genius. I'm 18 years old, studying at the University of Pennsylvania, and I absolutely love pineapples. <laughs> I love podcasting and I love telling stories, and this is the best place to be for all of that and more. We've got so many stories to share, and it's all happening right now. Are you ready to step into your power? Because we are the voices of disruption. Okay. (laughs) I usually wait for a second for like 10 seconds of silence so that we can have cleaner audio. It's a podcasting thing. Well, welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. It's exciting to return to the show after such a long break after such a long time away, I feel like I need to say that I'm 19 years old now and I turned 19 in August of last year, but I'm still in the process of changing my intro, but not having that as an obstacle to me podcasting. So I'm going to be 18 for a while in theory in my introduction, but I am 19 turning 20 this August, really excited about it, especially since I've been watching videos about your 20s and like lessons about that for the past five years, (laughs) which is really weird to say, but it it is my reality. I've been thinking about being a 20-year-old for so long, and now I'm going to be a 20-year-old, and that is farther away now because I'm recording on June 28th, the day that the season two launched last year, which is interesting for the course of how this is going to go, and just thinking about where the podcast has started from and where I want it to go. And that's kind of what this episode is all about. It's about the art of returning, first and foremost. And I did record an episode with the same exact title two weeks ago, but then I thought back to it and I was like, there's so many things I feel like I didn't say in that episode and so many things that I wish that I would have said. I recorded the episode that comes right after it already And so the time-space continuum will be a little bit different. But as of today, I'm still 19, still 19 years old. I had my first debut at a Black-owned business fair, which was amazing. It was such a good experience. And I think I'll chat about that a little bit in this episode. But I've been thinking about my creative process a lot and what it means for me to utilize the spaces that I have to create and the time that I have to create and also how to be more disciplined with this when I know that this is something that brings me joy and I love connecting with people and telling stories but building that habit and so that is definitely in the art of returning habit formation highly recommend the book Atomic Habits by James Clear and finishing it (laughs) because I still haven't finished it I was going to finish it in February but it's okay We can always revisit things. That's the theme, in essence, of 2020. When I wrote down what this year meant to me, I I wrote down 2022. I said 2020, didn't I? 2022. (laughs) 2022 is a year to return. Return to our bodies, return to our comfort, return to the spaces that remind us to rest, to be soft, and to slow down. 
to be real with ourselves about what isn't working anymore and what has to change, and to think about how our surroundings influence our world and our perspective. And what a telling episode to be talking about in current events. I was also going to have a separate podcast episode about my faith and how I've been deconstructing it for the past two years. But again, these are all things that are happening simultaneously. So in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to talk about it later. I'm going to talk about it later. And I feel like that's become some kind of mechanism for not realizing and processing what those experiences have been, but also realizing that the way that I feel about my faith in that moment is not going to be the same as what it's going to be when I record the episode. So it's not something that I can talk about. It's finite. It's done. I can continuously build on this topic, and then if I want to have a whole space where I'm expanding fully on the genesis, then that's what that episode can be. But in the lieu of current events, the overturning of Roe v. Wade definitely shook my world, and a lot of people have been saying, like, this is something that was coming, this is something that we knew was going to happen, we just had to be prepared for it. But also, when I think about how I came to podcasting and what I wanted this space to be, It's always going to be inherently political. Like there's always going to be something going on in our lives that affects us and not not making space for that, not talking about that is a great disservice. So I'm thinking as I return to this, what does it mean to return in fullness, in totality, and also in reality of what's going on and not putting that to the side or only talking about things in a very psychological sense or how can I come to this space and be real and honest about my anger, about my rage, about my confusion, about my pain and use that as a means of disruption, of disrupting myself, of disrupting what I've been taught to portray or what I've been socialized to believe (laughs) that I need to do on a podcast and how I can break that down. I believe that I talk about what we're socialized to believe in the next episode. So this is also (laughs) fun to think about like going in reverse because I know what I talked about in the coming episode and now I'm talking about something different, but I know what you're going to hear next. And so I know not to elaborate on that further. And that's just more exciting for you because, you know, that's another episode to listen to on this topic. Coming back to the center, because I did just say a lot of things at once, thinking about what it means to return and and to acknowledge what's going on in the world. I grew up in a very Christian household, and I've recently learned the difference between like fundamentalist Christianity and just white supremacist Christianity. And there's so many roots of white supremacy in Christianity that are not talked about and so many issues with the tenets of that religion that people like use as a crutch or a means for maintaining white supremacy and taking power and control. And on a podcast that is literally all about stepping into your power and taking control in the areas that you can, I thought it was only right to talk about my stance on these things and to talk about how I'm navigating, deconstructing my faith and mental wellness and where I've been for the past couple of months because the last time we had an episode on here was October and I don't want to just come back with this flowery message of like okay like who are we and like what are the things that we've been like those are important too and like establishing where I've been and what I've been doing but also getting to the realness of like how hard it's been and how tough it has been to return in the first place and wanting to come back so many times like literally recording episodes and then having anxiety about it, talking myself out of it, or not making space for this thing that I loved in space of other things. I don't want to make it seem like coming back to the show is just like this happy, amazing, incredible like experience that I just decided to do. It's taken a lot of journaling, a lot of like realizations of what I want for myself and what I am not, what is in service to continuing the podcast and also like what is 
important to maintain from the way that I podcasted in the past. And so I feel like there's a lot of tangents that keep running through my mind. And that's also because I was supposed to have um, a therapy session before this. And this is not a therapy session. I want to preface that podcasting sometimes feels like therapy. But the very big difference is that I'm not going to share things that I know are more professional in a setting where I can get the help that I'm seeking and understanding where to draw the line between sharing your experience and sharing to the point where it's ask for help in a way that someone cannot help you because that is not the mechanism for why they came to the space. Trying to like separate those two. It's not this is a space and I get to rant and talk about whatever I want and process pain through this No, because I have these practices and these things in my toolkit that I know that I can use to understand my experiences and my emotions and feelings, like journaling and prayer and walking and therapy and all these means of grounding myself. But that's not what I envision the podcast as a space of. So I want to be really intentional about what I mean by coming back and returning And to just follow that thread of thought, I was supposed to have a therapy session. I recently decided to step away from the therapist that I had for the past two years. And I don't want to say breakup because breakup sounds really dramatic, but that is in essence (laughs) what just happened literally 20 minutes ago. (laughs) And I realized that there were some things that were going wrong or just things that didn't fit anymore that weren't in service to me anymore in my healing journey and my mental wellness journey. And so I decided to take that step away and to send that message to say like, this isn't working anymore. I appreciate the time that we were able to spend together and how I've grown as a person because I'm in, I'm literally an entirely different person than who I was when I first started this podcast. And I'm going to have an episode <laughs> that I did record in January, but didn't release. And I may re-record it depending on how I feel about it. But when I was coming up on my one year anniversary, I took the time to write down lessons that I learned from therapy that I have grown from because I often get that I'm wise beyond my years. And if you're somebody who (laughs) was adultified as a child, as many black women usually are, or just in a space where you're like almost parenting yourself for most of the time, that's why, that's where that maturity can stem from and that sense of wisdom and also that sense of independence because you don't have any other choice. And that's kind of where I've been. And what I've been working through in therapy is unlearning, hyper-independence, asking for help. I literally have asked for help on my vision board (laughs) as an aspirational thing to continue to strive for because it's not something that I commonly did growing up. And so for me, when I think about what this opportunity has been to have therapy for two years, two of the most formative years of my life, I would say, transitioning from being a teenager to being an adult and being in college to now being at the halfway point of my academic journey that's a very big (laughs) time period and a lot of different things can happen. And I'm really grateful that I had the opportunity to express a lot of my emotions and to process a lot of things from my past. But I can also acknowledge that it is time to move on and to move forward with a new therapist in this new chapter of my life. And to know that there are things that have, I don't necessarily see it as being resolved, but things that I've been able to understand and take lessons from and walk away from, especially things that aren't meant for me anymore or emotions and people that weren't meant for me anymore. Having the words and the language to be able to express what I need and what I want and how to get those things has been transformative. 
It has completely shaped who I am as a person and has led to a lot of the wellness practices that I have now and completely disrupted my life. <laughs> so, I mean, especially for the black community, and this is, this is why I want to go into mental wellness now and am a mental health advocate. No one ever tells you how valuable it is to work on that key part of who you are because at the end of the day, you know, we get these reminders to work on our bodies, to be physically fit. But when you're in the prison of your own mind about certain things or like when you don't ask for help and you don't know that you can ask for help, it can be very isolating and very lonely. And it feels like you kind of have to carry the weight of the world by yourself. And you don't. You know, there are people who want to help you. There are people who want to be there for you. And when I think about the art of returning, I thought about this when I was going on a morning walk today. I think about how when I'm returning to something, I'm not returning by myself. There are people who have been showing up for me. There are people who want to show up for me and can be in that space with me. And it's a very different feeling than feeling like you're doing something all by yourself and then coming back to something and saying, no, like this has become a we. And it was created in a we, but not necessarily like executed in a group effort or a group mindset. And now as we return, it really is asking like, who is returning right now? And what are we returning with? What did we decide to leave behind? When I say, yes, we're back. The show is back on. Voices of Disruption is here. I'm talking about my community. I'm talking about the people, the person that I've become, the people that I've met, the friends that I have grown with and been able to share so many great experiences with. That is what is returning. That is what is coming back. It's not the same as what was there before. And to me, that's a very beautiful thing. And so it's not just talking about, I think, the bigger picture things like stepping out of your comfort zone or exploring your interest. It's being able to take a step back and realizing like you're not, you're literally not the same person that you were 10 months ago. And returning to anything, whether that's art, whether that's a group, whether that's an interest, you're not returning as the same person you were when you left. And there's so much power in deciding I'm coming back to this thing and I'm coming back stronger. I'm coming back with pieces of a toolkit or things that I want to keep adding to my toolkit that I'm going to just keep bringing with me as I go forward so that when things inevitably get bad, which in the 10 months that I was away, things did get really bad. And this is another reason why I decided to re-record this episode. I watched this YouTuber, D'Angelo Wallace, and he hadn't posted for a year. He was taking time away and he's not, he hasn't returned, but he had a whole video. It was like 20 or so minutes long. And I watched the whole thing through and it just felt so real to see this person, this creator talk about how challenging it has been managing anxiety, managing a host of other different things, and even coming to terms with what his content is and how he wants to move forward and seeing myself in that video and being like, if I'm going to return, I need to return honestly and and talk about not all of the things that I've been through, but to come to the space with language that is true and authentic to me. So being able to say, like, this takes a lot of strength. Like, it takes a lot of emotional vulnerability, what he did in saying things got bad. And I'm not saying that they're necessarily better right now, but I'm in a space where I can share that things did get bad. And I'm trying to return in a way to myself with the toolkit that I have for things to get better not I'm returning to this creative space now that things are 100% better because that's not what happens things 
will always be in this influx of good and bad and there's a balance to life and as you continue to get older it's about finding the toolkit that you need and the things that you have to understand and be able to pick out the signs when things are getting bad and being able to say like this is how I'm going to take care of myself in this moment. This is how I'm going to show up for myself. This is how I'm going to ask for help because I know that this is something that will help me as I navigate this season of trying to get back to a state of balance and understanding that it's not just positive moments all the time. Sometimes things are really, really challenging and I have the tools that can help in those moments that happen and that I'm not alone in trying to deal with those moments and challenges. And so for me, that has been trying to be more present, trying to breathe deeper, maintaining relationships that are healthy and good for my wellness, making space for transitioning into and out of spaces that meet my needs. Like something that I held like really dear to myself is the friendship that I've been able to build with myself for the past two years, but also this sense of discernment of what I'm looking for in friendships. And that doesn't mean like it's set in stone. Like if you're not exactly this person that I don't want to be your friend, it's more of just like there are certain like values and attitudes and perspectives that I'm seeking in the people who I will be talking to on a regular basis and asking for help and hanging out with. And if I feel like there are aspects of the way that we interact that aren't healthy for me that actually take away from the toolkit instead of add to it, then I have the maturity to say, this is not for me. I wish you well, but I'm going to step away. Like this is not something that is beneficial for my wellness right now. And in this season, this is not a relationship that I want to maintain. Being able to have the maturity and the words to say that has been life-changing because I acknowledge, one, I don't owe anybody friendship. Like, I can know people. I have a bunch of mutuals. There are people that I just say hi to and are just friendly with, but I take the F word very seriously. Like, I don't just call anyone my friend because I know how much of an impact the relationships in my life have on me as a person. And relationship science is something that I've recently gotten into when I think about tapping into my artistic power in writing or poetry or podcasting or music and things like that. That stems from what I am surrounded by. So if I'm surrounded by negativity or if I'm surrounded by mindsets of lack or people who don't like to dream or don't like to create or don't see the value in creation, that's not going to be good for me. That's not going to be good for me. And I acknowledge that I believe everyone is inherently creative and we all have this artistic power that we can harness and this evolution that we can step into, but it's everyone else's decision whether or not they're going to do that. And if you decide that you're not going to do that, good for you. That's that's cool. That's fine. And it can look different for different people. I'm not saying that everyone is pursuing the exact same evolution or disruption, but if you're actively resisting that or not making space for it or demeaning it... <laughs> then I'm learning to love the sound of my feet walking away from things that are not meant for me. And that is something that is not meant for me. I feel like I haven't, I haven't breathed a lot in this episode. So I'm just going to invite you to take a deep breath. We've, we've talked through a couple of things. So inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Living is hard. (laughs) Living is really hard and it has its challenges and 
Being able to know what works for you and what brings you joy is life-changing. I I have this quote in my in my bio now and in my email signature, and it's just taken from a poet that I'm absolutely in love with, Lucille Clifton. Come celebrate with me the fact that every day something has tried to kill me and has failed. I hold on to this quote so dearly in returning because I acknowledge that these are these are things that I love doing. I love creating. I love making things. I love maintaining different relationships. But at the end of the day, these are not things that I, I that I am. None of these things define who I am as a person. They all complement the evolution that I am getting towards the woman that I'm becoming. But at the end of the day, there are so many forces that are actively trying to kill black women and to kill people of color. And not being aware of that is ignorance. And being able to be ignorant about those things is a privilege. That's not something that I ever step into. I acknowledge the my gratitude for life every single day. I acknowledge how how precious that is and how important it is to it to be able to speak out in gratitude and acknowledge how far you've come, but also to just realize how how much of a gift it is to still be and despite all odds to still be. And that means a lot to me more now, not speaking in code or anything like that, having navigated depression for 10 months and some really serious emotions and a lot of things that I worked through in therapy and had to build an emotional toolkit for that remind me of just how beautiful it is to be alive and to know what to do when it doesn't feel that way. I'm in awe that our generation is definitely disrupting mental wellness and mental health in general and having that as a core thing that's a part of every every field like you can't you can't say that you don't care about mental wellness you have a mind so <laughs> you have to care you have to care about mental health it's not <laughs> i just i think it's important to have people who are actively talking about awareness but also acknowledging that like this is a core of all of us and we need to be talking about this collective healing and this collective act of witnessing and being able to have the spaces to think about what does it mean for me to live a life that I'm proud of and to work towards things that I'm very excited about, but to also be well enough with myself to know that my existence is enough and that my existence is a gift. And that and that as <laughs> the praxis <laughs> for moving forward. I don't know if I've said this. I haven't because this is the return episode, but I am so happy that I changed my major. This is probably going to be an episode (laughs) in the future, and this is another tangent, but it fits kind of well with what I'm saying. Praxis is a word that I love so much because I think about canons and being out of the canon, and a canon is just like basically white-centered voices in particular fields. The canon is what we don't want to be in because it's like very much a silo and it doesn't regard people who (laughs) are actually living the things that they're just philosophizing about. And it means like giving credit to black writers and to to the people who have done this work before us in mental wellness and being present in the art of existing in all of those incredible things and slowing down. And I've learned these things from the classes that I've taken and the people who have been in the classes that I've taken. And it feels so freeing, like I'm smiling right now (laughs) when I think about how much more engaging my academics have become having since changed my major. And also in leaning into 
the art of uncertainty and being like, yes, by traditional means, the major that I'm pursuing or the the classes that I'm pursuing aren't giving me these traditional skills, but instead are fueling my curiosity, are fueling my hunger for reading and desire to really understand what the people before me have been talking about and what their stances are and what the language and conversation is already that is already happening how I fit into that and how I can build on and add on to the conversation instead of assuming that I'm creating something entirely new when there are conversations that are that have been had and that continue to happen that I can now be a part of it's a very beautiful thing it's a very beautiful thing to think about how we can add on to each other's evolutions and how that is a collective vision it is a collective vision that we are working towards in our wellness in our cultivating of creativity in sustainability and it fills my heart with joy when I think about that it's time for another deep breath it's been (laughs) it's time for another deep breath so let's inhale exhale thank you for being here I I've been reflecting a lot about every single time I get an email from Buzzsprout that's just like you got X number of downloads this week. And it happens, it's been happening for the past 10 months, even this past um, two weeks after exhibiting at the Kando Marketplace, which is so fun. It was such an amazing experience. I got a notification that like my most, my most recent episode, which is the anniversary episode from October, has like a lot more downloads than I would have ever thought. And I, I have talked about this in a past episode where I don't view my success in downloads, but to me, I see that and I'm like, people are still listening to the show without knowing when it's coming back. I mean, now you know that it's coming back because I've posted on the official page. Follow at Voices of Disruption on Instagram. But I've posted on the actual page and you know that it's coming. But to me, when I'm listening to a podcast, I guess I do do this. But when I'm listening to a podcast and I know I see that there haven't been episodes in a while, it makes me sad. I'm like, I'm just going to have to listen to the episodes that I listened to in the past again. And maybe I'll find something new from listening to it. So I'm definitely in the habit of revisiting episodes and listening to things again. And that's something that my mother actually taught me. Like, you can always learn something new from rereading or revisiting something. (laughs) Oh my god, the irony of this episode. Okay. (laughs) You can always learn something new from coming back to something, and that can be its own joy. And I feel that, and I feel that sense of gratitude when I see people listening to episodes like the relationship one or the one that I did with Phoebe about being Nigerian-American and navigating that, and then... Of course, finding glory in the mystery, this amazing term that has navigated a lot of the decisions that I've been making in the past few months, and it just brings, it brings me a lot of joy. So, another deep breath, (laughs) another deep breath. We're just going to be breathing deeply. That is the theme of this return, trying to breathe deeper and to listen to the gut feeling and understand what returning looks like in this space and being patient with myself. I was really, really annoyed by the fact that I wasn't able to have a therapy session today and to to be able to have that space after it's been like a month or so since we've had a session. And we moved to once a month, I mean, twice a month meetings after having been once a week for a year and a half, which I understood and also felt like I was getting like weaned off of therapy almost. Like you, you've enjoyed this thing, but also you know how to exist without it. And a part of me started to take pride in that. Like, oh yeah, I only need therapy like 
twice a month when it's really because my school doesn't have enough resources to (laughs) provide people with enough care that they need for the time being. (laughs) Yeah, that's a whole other episode. But I also acknowledge like I have created these other spaces and means for asking for help and processing my emotions to the point where when I originally thought of what I needed therapy for to let out all those bottled up emotions, like I don't bottle up, I try not to bottle up emotions as much. So it's not like as soon as I go into this therapy session, the waterfall of things are coming through. It's more of just like checking in on what's going on and like a start-stop kind of faucet situation as opposed to a waterfall. And sometimes it is a waterfall. Sometimes something strikes a nerve or like you get thoughts about something that has occurred in the past and you realize it's unprocessed and that's what therapy is for, at least for me. But also coming to terms now at the end of the episode with the fact that it's definite that things have come to an end because I've decided to step away and being able to tap back into that toolbox to have the resources and to know how to take care of my wellness when things do get bad or even when they're good without therapy, a part of that toolkit for the time being. That is the episode. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being you. I appreciate the support I I really love this community and the fact that I do get to return to something that I love so much and that I have found something that I love so much that I want to keep exploring. I encourage you to think about what it means to return for you and where you have been and all the possible philosophical questions that can come from thinking about that word return. And maybe that means making like a word tree where you like write out the word return and like do different stems of what it means to you and what you think of when you hear the word return. And then taking a step back to understand that. Like I said, 2022 is a year to return and to reclaim in many ways. And reclaiming what returning means, reclaiming definitions, making space for new things, exploring novelty, And slowing down, taking the time for you. More on that in next week's episode. (laughs) Thank you again for listening. Keep disrupting yourself. And remember, it is all love and you are loved. Thank you for listening to the Voices of Disruption podcast. If there's something specifically in this episode that really stuck out to you, please take the time to leave a review, reach out to me on Instagram. It really does make my day and I'd love to hear from you. The Voices of Disruption podcast is all about centering voices and stories of Gen Z authentically. As Voices of Disruption, we recognize that vulnerability is a strength, not a weakness, and embrace storytelling in a way that sparks thought, inspiration, action, and conversation. Every time that you disrupt, you step into a power that allows you to create, uplift, and empower others and yourself. Don't forget that we are voices of disruption, stepping into our power together. You can leave a review down below and help us to keep sharing stories that disrupt and change mindsets, actions, and lifestyles. You can also reach out to me at Deb underscore Olatunji on Instagram and Twitter or visit the podcast website linked below. Once again, it is so great to have you here and I hope that you have a fantastic day. See you on the next episode.